Hi, this is Jay Todd Anderson, and you are listening to an archival episode of Filmically Perfect. Oh, indeed, a very, very special edition of Filmically Perfect today on 91.3 WYSO. I'm Nikki Dakota, your host of Film Guys, are in-house today. But first, I just want to tell you, we're taking your phone calls about uh, uh, your movie questions. Have you had a burning desire to add a movie to the perfect list? Have you taken exception with one of the movies that you've heard on the list? Do you just want to know what is a key grip? Well, the number to call is 769-1998. That's area code 937 1998 Again, I'm Nikki Dakota, joined in the studio this afternoon by the lovely and talented George Williman. George, film nitrate archivist for the Library of Congress, live in the studio. Welcome, George. Welcome. Good afternoon. And he is lovely and talented, he isn't really he? He is well. lovely and talented. It has a special shine today. Also, in the when studio- you squeeze him, he makes a noise. Here I go. <laughs> <laughs> J. Todd Anderson, the storyboard artist for the uh, Coen Brothers and many, many movies that we know and love and right here in the studio with us today. J. Todd, welcome. Hello, Nikki Dakota. You know, we have, uh, this is a special opportunity today as we are putting up uh, our, our, our brains for your picking. It's a little something we've been thinking about doing for a long time, and uh, we're ready. We're we've ready. done quite a few movies this year, um, I think almost uh, 32 movies. We've reviewed them, perfect movies, that is. That's right. By our rules, mm-hmm. of course. And um, we thought maybe might be a good day to get some feedback from you folks because we get some a lot of nice letters from people and some real critical letters. We love those. And uh, we always like when you, uh, you want to like uh, mess around with us a little bit and, <laughs> challenges you know <laughs> we're ready because we do have rules maybe we should do the rules huh maybe we should you got the rule music back there? uh i don't know you can you see the fp rules up there cue that up and uh, we'll just let you know a reminder of uh, what a perfect movie is here we go well first of all these perfect movies create the world that they exist in and all the movies that george and i have on our list from uh, almost 20 years well those movies they wholly sustain that world that they create And regardless of changes in society, they retain their meaning and entertainment value. And not once are any of these movies on our list ever numerically rated greater than another. They are perfect in their scale. So we've really done quite a few at this point, and it's an opportunity for uh, you to sort of weigh in with your thoughts. We had an interesting early caller, and I think she'll be calling back as well, uh, about uh, The Searchers and how that affected her life, and she had another movie she wanted to offer as well. If you have some thoughts on perfect films, on perfect movies, the number to call is 769-1998. That's, of course, area code 937-769-1998. It's a chance for you to speak directly with our film guys, George Williman and J. Todd Anderson. Also, if you're uh, listening online, you might just surf on over to the film guys website, which is perfectmovie.net. That's perfect You can see all the movies movie. that uh, we've talked about. Yeah. And, um uh, also, if you buy those movies, you can be a smart aleck at all parties. <laughs> you can like talk all about them like you know what you're talking about. You can be like, one of the smartest people in the room. Oh, yes, you can actually start talking about screen direction and, you know, flipping a negative occasionally to get the screen direction where you want it. and uh, Or maybe the apostle, how the apostle fits in with you know, all the plans and rules of the universe with King Kong or Superman or Little Big Man. Those little movies we just recently did. That's right. All Quiet on the Western Front or a little W.C. Fields or how about Shaft? Um, yeah. 
We've got a lot of them up there. And so, our documentary we've done this year is Eyes on the Prize during Black History Month. Yeah, that was actually a particularly meaningful one for me. Hard to get. And uh, if you'd like to know why, you can give us a call, 769-1998. That's 769-1998. We have Kate calling in today from Dayton. Kate, welcome. Hello. Hi, Kate. Hello, Kate. Hello, Kate. Hi. Hey, thanks for calling. Sure. I've been thinking about this. Every time I listen to you, I think, oh, I wish they knew about this movie that drove me crazy. There's a good chance George will know what that movie is. George. <laughs> Everyone's looking at George. He is the oh. film history, and he's watched 6,555,000 movies. All right. Well, <laughs> let me say that, um, that if you've already reviewed this movie, I apologize. I've been trying to listen every Friday. Mm-hmm. And, you. We um, like you. Yes, we do. All right. You like movies, huh? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> so what is it? What is this mystery movie that has had... Okay. Uh, well... I, I looked it up, and I'm so glad I looked it up online because I had the wrong title. Oh. I was going to say All About Eve. But, in fact, the movie that affected me so profoundly when I was 10 years old is The Three Faces of Eve. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, see, George does know it. Yes. So Do you know it? Oh, yeah. Have you done it? Uh, no, we have not done that one yet. All right. Well, um, what I discovered is that Joanne Woodward did win the Academy Award um, in 1957 for that. Wow. John, Kate, Kate is getting the, the, the lowdown on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, have you discovered it, IMDb yet, Kate? Pardon? Have you discovered the IMDb yet? Internet Movie oh, Database? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's a good place to go you man, get when lost you want to find in any interest in a movie. Yes, well, I just Googled uh, to find out some things, and, and first I looked up um, All About Eve, and I discovered, I, I kept reading that it's about uh, two actresses, and one is Betty Davis, and one is someone else, and, and I thought, wait, that's not the movie, this is about schizophrenia. Uh-huh. So then gradually well, actresses, the title came to me, <laughs> and I, I looked, then I Googled um, movies about schizophrenia, and then I got all these you know, self-help movies and everything. And then I discovered a blog called Three Faces of Eve where someone has their little children on it. But anyway, I digress. We digress. Well, uh, uh, certainly, well, George knows about the movie now. George, do you think that is uh, perfect movie uh, eligibility? Uh, uh, let's go through the discussion board. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like 10 people on our discussion board, and then, and then we go in and we do smoke signals, and then the lightning hits the studio at the right time. <laughs> There's a, it's a good candidate for it, because as I recall, I mean, yeah, uh, Joanne, Joanne Woodward is quite amazing in it, playing well, the three I, different, the three you different know, Eves. Uh, my criteria <clears throat> was that, uh, as I said earlier, The Searchers just st- has stayed with me the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And I saw it at a very vulnerable age. And, and I was, you know, a young girl, and of course, you know, the, the movie plot was to find the young girl. Well... This movie, I, I realize I must have seen when I was 10 years old, and my parents um, dropped me off at the theater. Um, huh, back when you neglectful. could do that. This was back before the age of ratings, of course, and they were totally irresponsible to, uh, to let me see this movie that was way, <laughs> way over my head. And of course, But still um, it had impact on you. Oh, yeah. A profound. Yeah, you blame your parents. <laughs> profound. And, and of course, back then, it, you know, psychology was, was such a new science. And uh, uh, anyway, I, I just am um, counting it as a timeless 
movie that that maybe um, informed a lot of people uh, about uh, psychology. Yeah, and something that maybe was a little understood at the time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, it certainly cast some light and had uh, certainly a lasting impact on you. Uh, well, we'll put it. We'll put it before the board for Caruso, which would be Jay Todd and George. And hey, we might just review it on one of these right. Fridays. Kate, thank you very much. I tell for you calling. what, we sure appreciate you listening, Kate. And, thank uh, you. Yes. Show I off really at all the parties, will you? Show yeah. off about this movie. And Thanks then when we review it, you can say, hey, I, I gave him the heads up. Yeah. Great. This is a special Friday the 13th edition of Filmically Perfect this on... This is a special edition <laughs> of... Friday the 13th it, isn't on our list. It isn't. Is that for sure? It cannot be. You already talked about it, and the movie will not be on the list. Well, we're not we saying know. it will not be, but, but um, it's not at the present time. Yeah, indeed. Uh, if you'd like to ask a question of our movie guys, the number is 769-1998. That's area code 937-769-1998. This rare Friday the 13th opportunity to speak directly <laughs> to the film guys. Uh, we'd like to talk to Scott calling from Dayton today. Hello, Scott. Hi, how you doing? Hey, well, thanks for calling. Hey, I, I wanted to bring up a little gem I found. It was a very fun movie. It was one of William Shatner's early ones called uh, The Intruder. Are you familiar? Ooh, you may have stumped. Oh, baby, I think you got us on this one. The, the Intruder. Intruder. I, mean, I was watching uh, that television show that he's on the other night, and um, it was really interesting. They were using cuts from an earlier movie, and that may have been it. Um, this one, he comes into town. Uh, there's a... Uh, problem with in the town uh, they're in an uproar about uh, desegregation he comes into town he plays an anti-semitic uh, racist womanizer oh for heaven's sake hey, man that sounds like a, a really interesting movie you got there <laughs> I, uh, well, I ordered it I had seen a, an excerpt from it uh, and I thought I gotta get that so I looked for it and I, I got it off the internet I have a copy of it uh, wow. well, that's a pretty recent movie it looks like 1999 oh really that's not it that's not it. We're on the IMDb searching out your request right now. Um, about that, well. Now, this is one of William Shatner's movies. I believe it's a Roger Corman film uh, from 1961, I believe. Oh, well, maybe there's a, maybe it's been remade. You know, a lot of people don't realize, but William Shatner did a lot of work in the late 50s and early 60s. He was not only in just about every television uh, episode that was up at the time. <laughs> but he also did movie work. I mean, that guy really got around. And here he is. He's all of 74 or 75 years old now. Is he that old? And oh, my is, goodness. He just keeps reinventing himself. He really does, And it's amazing. I, uh, the other night I saw him on his television show, and they were intercutting pieces from an old movie where he was very young. So he allowed himself to be compared um, with himself a lot of actors are not really wild about being compared to their younger selves, sure. literally. You yeah. Know? Yeah. For instance, if you watch the movie Giant, you'll see all these crazy guys, uh, you know, like Elizabeth Taylor and James Dean. Well, of course, James Dean didn't live to see it, or Rock Hudson. Look at Elizabeth Taylor now, yeah. and look at the way she looked in Giant. Yeah. Um, so here you have the real thing. You have William Shatner, and I hope, I hope that I'm correct uh, that the intruder, maybe that is possibly where they were drawing that footage from. Oh, well, here Scott, we got it up right now. We will. We're going to look into this and, uh, and and investigate this more fully. Sounds like a very interesting movie indeed. It says on the IMDb, racist Shatner drifts from one small southern town <laughs> to another, inciting townspeople to riot against. Ordered. ordered school integration. Oh, how about yeah, it? This is gonna. We're gonna look at this, Scott. Man, yeah, we're gonna review this baby. Very cool. Thanks this for the hot is, tip. This one's a good one. 
Well, uh, thanks so much for the call, Scott, and we'll look into it. And has uh, got a Crake poster on it, too. <laughs> We're going to go now to Randy in Miamisburg. Randy, hello, and thanks for calling. Hey, hey, is it Nikki? It is. It's oh. Nikki and Jay Todd and George Williman, the film guys. Well, great. It's, it's good to talk to you. Hey. Um, you know, uh, Oh, you better turn your radio. I can hear myself yeah. speaking. <laughs> I should turn it down. You know what I do? I'll just, I'll just walk outside. I'll walk outside. Oh, there you go. It'll make it a easier. There you go. That time delay is supposed to make you a little younger. You know? <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> That's good. Well, I wondered if you ever considered, uh, and, and I... I I, I, I'm a big fan of David Lynch films. Oh, man, we love David Lynch's films. Yeah, and and, and uh, just wanted to get your take on Blue Velvet, maybe talk about that. Is, could that possibly be a movie that, that you would talk about? Or, uh, you know, even maybe I, I mentioned to Nikki Kubrick, too, uh, uh, AI, artificial intelligence, I thought was a, was a neat... I mean, you could definitely see both uh, Kubrick and Spielberg, how that movie was split there, and... Uh, I just appreciated the the lighting and the I don't know it was it was a cool movie I don't know did I'm sure you guys probably saw it right AI artificial oh, intelligence oh yeah I saw it. I I you know the thing about AI was it's so hard for me anyways when you know you've got Kubrick and Spielberg who are like almost opposite ends trying to work together uh, right. and when one of them isn't there oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right uh, I really liked it. I thought though it should have ended. Like where the, the, the little little robot boy just kind of drops himself off of the building into the water. Yeah. Would have been a perfect ending. Yeah, sure, sure. And that would have been so more Kubrickian. Right, right, right. Uh, but then right. it goes on and they have to have that the, the happy Spielberg ending in there. So, right, right. That one, I, I for myself, the, I couldn't put it on the list. Right, yeah. but I just wanted to talk about it. I just wanted to oh, talk about okay. it because I enjoyed the split and I enjoyed Kubrick's contribution to that first, you know, the... The, the first part of the movie was his, and that was really good, I thought. Well, how about Blue Velvet? Is that uh... We really like Blue Velvet, but George is just madly in love with Eraserhead, and he always has been... Yeah, Eraserhead. Like, I mean, Eraser like the fourth time, I'd say, still... okay, George, I think we've seen it enough back in the school days. And it uh -huh. was really... We really liked Eraserhead, and I am really attracted to the tone that David Lynch weaves into his films with the music supervision. Uh, right, 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 right. The lighting's in there, but you know, it's just a real strong audible tone through David Lynch's films. There's there's noise, sound design that you don't hear in most pictures. There's right. There's always some sort of like white noise. Right, noise. Sprinkler, noise the sprinkler becomes... when that guy falls down and has a heart attack. Right. Uh, the the close ups on the insects and the you know. All, Almost like the the volumes turned up to to where it's very sophisticated, or... very sophisticated sound design that David Lynch. It, it wouldn't surprise me, and I don't know this for sure because I've never worked with David Lynch, but it wouldn't surprise me if he dreams up this sound design before he even shoots the picture because it's so eminent all the way through the tapestry uh, of these things. Yeah. Randy, you have given us some food for thought. We'll. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Randy, we love you. Really thanks for listening. I, I enjoy it. Look forward to it every week. Thank Randy, you. thanks. Thank you. Thanks so much. Uh, this is a special edition of Filmically Perfect Ninety-one-three WYSO. George? Uh, one thing I want to throw in, our one caller who was talking about William Shatner I didn't get a chance to mention, is that one of the most amazing things that William Shatner ever did, he is the star of the only feature-length motion picture ever made in Esperanto. <gasps> the universal language? Yes. That's a, no it's a kidding. film called Incubus. It was uh, created by the man who created The Outer Limits, Joseph Stefano. And the whole film is in Esperanto. It's absolutely astonishing. Do you find that you understand? Is it enough of a universal language that it is understandable by us mere mortals? Or no, 
Yeah, how funny. Well, shucks, I thought all. that was a country he was working in Esperanto, there. Esperanto, yeah. You talk about Friday the 13th, no yeah. doubt. How no, about but yes, it? yeah, and it is, if you can find it, it is out on DVD. Uh, it was put out a few years Send ago. Send us an email if you find that and uh, tell us what you think about oh, it. Oh, I have Again, it. right no, to... No, no, I'm talking no, about yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, right. You know what? We Anyone out there seen Incubus? We'd love to get yeah. your emails. Write to filmguys at perfectmovie.net. <laughs> That's film guys at perfectmovie.net. It's a special edition of Filmically Perfect on 91.3, and we've got Justin calling from Dayton. Justin, hello. Hi, how are you? Very well. Thanks for calling today. Thanks for calling, Justin. Just in time. Just in time. <laughs> what are your thoughts today? I, I actually have two. I don't know if I'm allowed to have two. One, I Wait know, a uh, minute. We have I, to like, qualify this. Just a minute. Yeah. The first one okay, is, you're allowed to. Okay. I, I, I thought the first one just because the woman who called in and said that she was led into the movie theater and shouldn't probably have been. <laughs> I, too, was led in to see Harold and Maude when I was Oh, it's on our old. list. Ooh, yes. great movie. You rang and, the bell there. It's on our list. And, yeah, that uh, that's certainly at 10 years old, and I, I've uh, thought about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a double feature with the original M.A.S.H., Oh, you saw, you saw oh, the original MASH right? when you were 10 years old also? My parents yeah, wouldn't let me see a, that movie. It, yeah, it was a double feature, actually. Wow. You know, um, Harold, it, you're about the third person in about four weeks that has suggested Harold Maud, so I think that's imminent. I think that's, that's a sign. Up, it's going to come oh, What a quick. great movie. I, you know, I've seen it many, many, Ruth many Gordon, times. Ruth Gordon is at her absolute best there, and that guy, Bud Court, is now a pretty yep. famous producer in Los Angeles. He works quite oh, a, that right? He has a producer, yes. Well, and I'd say as, as well, I would think MASH is a good one. MASH is on our list. Yeah, Robert not the television show, yeah. ah, ah, the movie. Yeah, the movie. yeah. The other one, show. yeah. The other one would be, um, and has one of my favorite actors, Peter Falk, in it, and that's um, Vin Vendor's Wings of Desire. Oh, that's oh, on our that's list. A great movie. It's on our list oh, again. You rang the bell. Yes, indeed. In fact, George and I were just discussing changer. that the other day. We no. didn't like the remake. Now, yeah, uh, no, not not no. at all. With Nicolas Cage, wasn't it? No, that was horrible. Oh, it was just in a awful. Black I will not share yeah, my no. mental space for anything yeah. like that. It's no. just that original Why movie. It's so good. We saw it when we were in college, a little bit after college, I think. But it was in glorious no, wing, black wings and white. Of Desire is a sublime movie, and not it's even black sublime. and white. It's sort of, it's sort of um, looks platinum. It looks platinum. Yeah, it's kind of a bluish, yeah. bluish black. Oh, yeah, I can't cool. wait for that. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Hey, it, thank you, Justin. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling. We're going now to Kathy calling from Parma. Kathy, hello, welcome. Hi, how are you? Hi, thanks for being here. All right, great to hear from Parma. Parma, California. No, Parma, Ohio. <laughs> Drew Carey Land. Drew, Drew Carey Land. Right. Yeah, that's right. Moon over Parma. Well, hey, yes. thanks for calling today. Well, I just had to call and thank the guys for taking the sting out of me doing my bills every uh, two times a month. I listen to Filmically Perfect when I'm doing my bills, and it helps. It helps a know lot. to drive people to do crazy things, but that's <laughs> right. As long as we don't make your checks bounce. Yes. Well, no, nothing's bounced yet, but okay. I, I had to call and say that I am one of those rare women, so you say, that likes the Three Stooges. Yay! Yes, yes, and it's probably because of you, You have George. older brothers. Oh, it's because of you, George. Did you hear that? Because of you. Yes. Well, we, <laughs> we think that an ache in every steak is right up there with any French Dada film. It's just so perfect. It's uh, well, sweet. Yes, and, and an associate of yours, Jay Todd, um, I think one of his films is filmically perfect. It's called Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh yeah, what? Well, I got to explain this to people. It's the lamest thing. Go it's ahead, tell them. It's so lame. I, the movies that I worked on, 
I will not even include them in our perfect film list because it's just too preferential, and no. I cannot be objective. Now, George could do it, but I just can't. Let's I, vote him. Movies, Shall we g- gang up on him? I, I, I see. I, th- I think it should be done. Just let George take well, it over. Well, then George should just do it because I yes. can't. I, it's just against my conscience to do this. I just can't because I've I understand. I understand that. See how um, what a good I'm man I'm backing he away is. from the microphone now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kathy... Well, it, Go ahead. Sorry, sweetie. It's it's one of those that I think reminds me a little bit of the Three Stooges, three very eccentric men. <laughs> uh, good music. Uh, oh, three Stooges yeah. had good music. Right. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, when that movie, before that movie came out, um, when they were doing the music on this thing, and we, and we went to see the Down from the Mountain concert, um, <laughs> there was like... Nobody thought that, that music was going to do anything for the movie, and 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 the studio wasn't really, as you know, my take on it. They weren't really wild, but then the the thing went out and sold six million copies audibly, you know, Crazy. For, for for movie music, and it's astounding how far that movie has come. But I sure appreciate it. Thank you very much. Well, sure, sure, and, and I. I thank George for um, it, just exposing me at a very tender age to some very eccentric things at the movies, and I'm actually going to the movie in an hour. So it's oh, just well, well, enjoy. My Make sure thank you tell your you parents. <laughs> Kathy, uh-huh. thanks for calling. Uh-huh. Thanks, Bye-bye. Kathy. Bye. Special thank edition you. of Filmically Perfect on 91.3 WYSO. We go now to Shane calling today from Clayton. Hello, Shane. Hey, how are you? Hey, very well. Thanks for calling today. No problem. I just wanted to uh, tell you guys I watch movies in a whole different way since you started doing this. Is that right? Every Friday, and I love it. Absolutely love it. And I, I, I have to say I've seen almost every film that I've heard you review. How about that? <laughs> Boy, that's terrific, man. We really appreciate that. Um, we always try to, you know, all we try to do is build a little awareness on, you know, all the movies that come out. They're all brand new, and they get all the plugs. But there are. A- just tremendous amount of culture out there in movies in the United States, and all we do is try to enlighten people with the aware with a little bit of awareness about these pictures. Well, he said, uh, "I love it that you say you you watch movies in a completely different way." Oh, yeah, I kind of do you too. Know, I, I look for some of the things that you guys talk about on your show, you know, as far as lighting and and, and direction and all that stuff. Uh, and, and it's neat, I, you know. It's just not that I analyze the movies to the extent that you guys probably do, but uh, it, it puts a whole new light in how the how you watch the films. Well, let me tell you, um, first of all, the, the rule is you never want to analyze the movie. Never. If you start analyzing it, then you're never going to be able to, in, be able to enjoy it entertainment-wise because then you start breaking it down. All we do is just watch things that make it better for us. We're not really analyzing. It just makes it a little bit more stimulating when we find out what's behind this or that. And then plus, I'm in the business, so I'm surrounded by the technical aspect of building it and then george is in the business of restoring these things so it kind of permeates when we're talking uh so it's not like we analyze them we try not to would i be fair to say that george yeah it's it's not well i I can't think of a better word right now it's not strictly analysis but it's sort of you know just trying yeah like you said trying to find those interesting little bits that just make them more enjoyable and, and give you a more a more fuller enjoyment of the film. Yeah, and I'm just only thinking of that now, that none of these rules have to do with analysis. It's about no, creating don't. and sustaining mm-hmm. and engaging and uh, and transcending the test of time. So I love it. Hey, listen, we are just nearly out of time. Shane, thank you so much for calling. I think Absolutely. we can take one if more. Out, if I could spit out a film name real quick for yes. a possible future review. Yes. Uh, Jacob's Ladder. That's a good one. That's a very good and, one. Excellent and also, movie. since Kurt Vonnegut just passed, one of my all-time yeah. favorites is Slaughterhouse Five. Yeah, that's a good one. Slaughterhouse Five. 
But hey, you guys keep up the great work. Thanks Thank a lot. Thank you so much. Right, Thank bye. you, Shane. We go now, and the last call, we'll have to make it quick. It's Bob calling from Fairborn. Hello, Bob. Are you there? Oh, yes, I am. Oh, Bob, thanks so much for calling today. Great. Just want to say I really enjoy the program. Um, listen to it every week. Went out and made my 11-year-old son watch the original um, King Kong. After <laughs> there you go, man. <laughs> Good. One of the greatest um, movies and, ever made. And, and he dug it. Um, my, my favorite movie of all time is a little weird, 1978 Australian flick starring Don Johnson called A Boy and His Dog. Oh, that yeah. That's a good movie, man. That's a good one. Excellent uh, picture. Excellent selection. Now, I love yeah. to hate Don Johnson, but uh, no, this, this I'm yeah, a, going by. <laughs> a, a Boy and His Dog is amazing uh, post-apocalyptic sci-fi film. Oh, wow. Uh, that good. was actually, if you remember Green Acres, the show sure. Green Acres, the little uh, guy who played the um, the uh, the county agent, the kind of yeah. dopey county Hank agent. Hank Kimmel. Yeah, he was the producer of the movie. <laughs> oh, for heaven's sake. And he's in it, too. Yeah, he's in uh, Jason Robards is in it, too. And There's Jason a Robards. few recognizable people in there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Excellent movie. Excellent yeah. selection. Really appreciate Good. that. Good. Hey, Bob, thanks so much for calling Thank today. You. And uh, it's been a treat, a very special edition of Filmically Perfect on 91.3 WYSO. Next week, we're going to Hitchcock Land with Shadow of a Doubt. Oh. <laughs> this is a good Hitchcock primer for anybody who wants to start learning about Hitchcock. So tune in for that and uh, go to the phone if you've got the trivia question. And as always, gentlemen, a huge pleasure. What fun on Friday the 13th. Take a few calls today. Hey, 13 is a very American number, folks. It's is all it? over your dollar bill. <laughs> That's right. Seven six nine one nine nine eight, gentlemen. Thank you. You're welcome anytime. It is always my pleasure, Nikki Dakota. See you next week. Thank you for listening to an archival episode of Filmically Perfect. Please keep an ear out for new episodes of Filmically Perfect, coming very soon to iTunes and hosted on our website, www.perfectmovie.net. See you, please.